Here we go again. The most feared duo in the podcast game today. Two old guys on the back porch. That's us. He is Tequila Dan. That's me. I am Steve Scotch, and we have the lovely and talented Cat. That's C-A-T. She is the glue that holds this thing together. Cat, it's cat time. Hey, y'all. How you doing? We can be found on Amazon, Audible, Stitcher, Spotify, and let's see. What else? So we can also be found on Facebook and Instagram. And today in our small town shout out, we're going to small town shout out. Um, Lake Darling on the Upper Sewers National Wildlife near Minot Air Force Base in Minot, North Dakota. We're also going to shout out Wildwood, New Jersey, right there on the shore. And we have another shout out of a local farmer, J.C. Isabel Keenbell Farm, is voted Virginia Farmer of the Year. And they have a farm store out there near Vonte. I know Grandpa Joe is smiling down from heaven. All right. All right, my girl's been busy. Alcohol is encouraged before, during, and after this thing. Let's see what everybody brought to the dance, Dano. It is the last gasp of fall, 50, 60 degree days. Got to get the summer drink, the margarita, dude. I'm getting ready to put these things on the shelf, so. It's Nicely December. done. Yeah, but it's 60 degrees. I know, that's yeah, true. It's pretty awesome. Kat, what are you rocking? Uh, per your request <clears throat> the other time, I have gone into the wine realm, the realm oh, of the wine. We have class to join I off a bit. Chateau Mosset out of Floyd County, Virginia. Wow. It's their uh, Mountain Laurel Sweet Wine. And we have mountain laurel growing in our backyard, and I thought it was a good fit. All right. Nice. I like it. Nice. Virginia what you, wine. What you got over there? I'm back on the vodka martini trip. I mean, they're easy to make, and I, I just enjoy drinking them. I, the only reason to drink those is to eat the six or eight olives. You got Bring the olives. I love olives. Bring the whole jar. All right. In case you listeners haven't noticed, we're dropping a new podcast every Thursday. So that's once a week. That's 52 a year. Now, we're under contract for five years. So that's going to be 260 podcasts we got to roll out. But we can do it. We got it in us. Now, today, what would you say? I don't know about that. You don't know about that? <laughs> it sounds has, daunting, but Dan we can do doubts. it. has doubts. All right. Today, we're going to talk about, in case you don't know the theme here, we do podcasts about stuff I know nothing about. Jeez. And this would be cooking. Now, I like to come in on the back end of the cooking, that being the eating. Okay. <laughs> I I can navigate the microwave. I can grill whatever you got. I'm the grill man. But other than that, in the kitchen, I am pretty useless. Now, God, I wouldn't starve. I wouldn't starve without the wifey, but... I damn sure wouldn't be eating how on the hog like I am now. Now, Tequila Dan, he knows his way around the kitchen as well. And he's Mr. Smoker. I know he's got that doubt in uh, I, I I do love the smoke. and You know, I, I'm the cooking and the eating. I like both ends of it, as you can tell by my physique. <laughs> I didn't get this fat-ass meat rabbit food. Thin and away there. So, dude, I love to cook. I mean, I, I, I hear people say all the time, I, I, I don't know how to cook. I can't cook this, can't cook. That's simply not true. You just haven't learned how to cook. You haven't tried. And, and you, no you got, effort. That's right. Take a, take a fucking swing at it, dude. Cooking is great. It, yep. it, it offers you freedom. It, it, you don't have to follow recipes in cooking. Unlike baking, where it's an exact science, 
cooking, you can, you can make some changes. You know, if, if you don't like Worcestershire sauce, leave it out, put a little extra salt, whatever the case is. Baking, if, if you leave out that quarter teaspoon of baking powder, forget it, whatever. I, I That's why I do not bake, dude. I don't like to follow the fucking rules. Right. It also gives you freedom to get away from that boxed shit that, that's in the middle aisles of the grocery store. I mean, if you want some chicken tenders, go go buy some organic chicken breast at King Bell. Cut them up yourself. Roll them in flour. Throw them in some seasoned flour. Throw them in some oil and make you some home. Dude, they're all Not so much tricky. better. So much better than that box shit. Dude. Right. Well, I mean, I've been cooking most of my adult life. I mean, we started out with simple recipes like, uh, let's see, chicken fajitas. You know, trying to. Learn how to cook is not it's not that hard. That's right. It's that, really not that hard. I I tell the two twenty somethings that are in here all the time, you got three hundred and sixty five days out of a year. You you probably may live, God bless you, to eighty years old. How many chances during the day, weeks, months, do you have the opportunity to cook for yourself? Right. And learn something when you're doing it. And, and you're right with the chicken fajita. Start with something easy. Start start with something that, that you can handle. If you're going to roll in straight in with a Chateaubriand, well, then you're going to get intimidated right. and, and fuck it all up anyway. Yeah, it just, it seems like, as a society, we just keep getting lazier and lazier in all aspects of life. And, you know, it's easy, you know, Average Joe Blow, he just is probably going to hit the drive through or like you were talking about, something out of a box and, and nuke it. And, and, that, and, that, and that's, that's easy to do. And some nights you need that. That's when you come right. in and your ass is worn out, I, I get that. But by and large, it's relatively easy to, to cook a homemade meal from nothing. And you don't need a lot of fancy shit to do it. A decent couple of pots and pans. I would recommend a good chef's knife and a paring knife. And one thing any kitchen can't do without and professional chefs will tell you this is a meat thermometer right stop overcooking your chicken stop undercooking your pork and get a goddamn meat thermometer there's there's no shame in that then you know exactly what it is and where it is right and also something people don't think about food has a history like there's dishes that i fix that i've been fixing since i was 18 years old and there's dishes that you know are brand new to me you know it just, I don't know, like Thanksgiving, we made my grandmother's Irish potato dressing. My daughter, my teaching her that, I think she's probably the fifth generation to make this dish, to my knowledge. Um, there's other dishes like beef bourguignon. Um, I had it <coughs> back in middle school. I got a chance to go to Paris, and we had it in a big pot. So when I came back to the United States, I found a cookbook and learned how to cook it and it was one of my dad's favorite dishes i ever cooked and and in fact when he was in the hospital towards the end i used to bring it to him well you just hit on something you know i think some people having a solid family foundation where the mother passes it down to the daughter or the son i don't want to make this all female thing because as we all know the greatest chefs in the world have always been male <sighs> Um, I mean, I'll take it, Wolfgang. I mean, <laughs> let's just call it another family tradition. You know, you got the grandma, her daughter, the granddaughter. They're all in the kitchen together, and lessons are being passed down. You know, that, that that's funny you say that. With 
with my wife's side of the family has skipped a generation. Both oh, her grandmothers could cook their asses off. Right. And her mother couldn't. She couldn't cook toast. She, <laughs> she, just, she did the best she could. But it's just, she, it, she just didn't learn. You know, yeah. She didn't spend enough time right. in the kitchen. And that you've got to spend time in the kitchen, even if, if it's by yourself, right. without somebody. You know, it, Try shit. Hell, you have almost perfected the fried bologna sandwich. That's me. I mean, it's, I, it's I, I don't perfection. know what else I can do. That, you know what? If that's the height of your fucking chef's career, then so be it. The fried bologna sandwich stands on its own. It's if you're good at something, just stick with it. Hence the margaritas, dude. See, then we're right there together. Yeah, I don't know. Back back in my day, Sunday was like the big day. You know, mom would like do the pork chops, meatloaf during the week, but on Sunday it was like it was always something like a little special, you know, maybe because it was a weekend, you know, maybe you go over to your grandparents' house or they come over to your house, there's a little family gathering going on. It was always like roast beef, carrots and potatoes and gravy or fried chicken, potato salad, deviled eggs. Hell yes to you know, all that. You know, Sunday was, I don't know, like I said, their family was, that was like a little special day. Well, now that, now that Donna and I Youngins and flown the coop. We use Sundays for meal prep, you know, mm-hmm. through the week for lunches and breakfasts and dinners I, and whatever. The case I don't is. know. We like we change, kind of change that. We like to to be Saturday night to make something special or different or a little more effort put into. Yeah, I I know. You know, if you have kids, it's kind of a whole different ball game. Small kids, you know, you're stuck in that mac and cheese chicken nuggets frozen pizza and the like you know and you're kind of but stuck in that cycle I everything you can get out of a box everything right. you can get out of a box you can make better at home if you're a good cook or not and i'm telling you it's going to be healthier for you it doesn't have all the nasty preservatives and all that i i'm convinced i'm totally convinced the reason people go out to eat is to pay somebody else to clean up because I can make better <laughs> food right. at home 10 times out of 10. Right. I'm just paying somebody else to do the goddamn dishes. Yeah. I think just, just the single people out there. I mean, five-star restaurants obviously excluded. But if right. you're going down here to one of these shitholes over and down, the, down the road right. there, it, you just want to stay home and cook. Right. I agree. I Kat, we, y'all two cook way better meals than, than they have out there. I, I don't know. know. We... You know, growing up when we had little kids, we would make spaghetti and it would just be just the sauce and the the cooked hamburger. That was it. You know, the jar of sauce. Ragu, Ragu hamburger the, meat. That's, and, that's, again, and that's a good place to I mean, start. I, had to, I did a hunt down the past week or so to find my mother's spaghetti recipe, which was excellent. It was. And, it, and we made it the other night and... I just, you know, and it was nothing. It was like the, it was like the old school recipe that was off the Muller's spaghetti box. Right, you know, right. I hunted that down, and we made it was, it was the best we've had in a while. Or speaking of spaghetti night, I, I think do, people do get burned out in the kitchen fixing the same thing over and over again. That's I mean, always a danger. You know, everybody has like a signature dish. You know, something you're really good, your go-to meal if people are coming over. But like Kat was talking about, we had. When the kids were small, we had spaghetti night every Thursday night, and we had pizza night every Friday night. And when I came home the other day, she had spaghetti. And we hadn't had that for dinner in, what, 20 years? Because I put a moratorium on it because I had, I've had enough spaghetti to last me six lifetimes because we had it 
all the whole time the kids are growing up. Yeah, I've never fallen into that routine of, of fish Fridays and talking. Yeah, just, never... I know. We we just kind of morphed oh, into it's, it's it. We yes. morphed into yeah. it. We started to be. It still is. Monday is is chicken. <laughs> Yeah, Tuesday I mean, is beef. It's Thursday is either when, fish or pork. You yeah, know. it's great when you, it's easy when you, you know, to make you shop and easier. I get all that. Yeah, but but like you say, it's not a specific dish. It's chicken, or it's pork, or it's right. beef, and th- that's you where different stuff. That's where you got it. so much freedom with right. cooking. Right. Exactly. And one thing I've been doing the past few years is, you know, we have a restaurant that we liked or used to like. I copycatted or figured out the recipe for the item that I liked in that restaurant. One was Friday's chicken bruschetta. It's like one of our favorite dishes now since mm-hmm. I figured that out. Another one was uh, Bonefish's Bang Bang Shrimp. But but I bet yours is better than Friday. Oh, yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> we do, the, This day and age of the interweb, you can, there's a, a website called Copycat Recipes and right. you get on there and you go fucking Right. This guy's this, and it'll, it'll kick it out there. Give it a shot. I mean, right. hell. If nothing else, you tried. You tried to do something. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I, I know a lot of people, they're living on a limited budget. You know, they don't want, like Dan was talking about, all these ingredients. You know, look, go, go buy a cookbook. Go, you, you can find a few cheap, and simple dishes to make that, that are really inexpensive. Hell, just hit the internet. That's I right. mean, go to YouTube. There's a video on there, a video on there that will show you how to make anything you want. I mean, Kat sits in the kitchen a lot of time with her little tablet sitting there with the recipe right there in front of her face. I, I you look know? them up all the time. I'll, I'll, I'll send them to Don. I want to try this. I want to try right. this. I want to try this. And we'll try it. If it sucks and we don't like it, we, we just won't do it again. Exactly. And you can make a list, you know, of but, stuff that you like, you know, dishes you like, then you can, that can be your go-to list when you're looking for something. And if, you're talking about the box stuff. If, if you go in and buy a bag full of chicken nuggets for six bucks, you buy four chicken Fox. breasts for eight bucks, then you've got the same amount of food, just a little more effort you've got to put into doing it. Right. You got to cut it and... And that's that's another thing. If for for anybody starting out, knife, knife cuts are an important thing. Learn yeah. how to cut your food the same size before you cook it. Mm-hmm. That goes with anything vegetable. Because if you got a, a chunk of pepper, one inch, and a chunk of pepper a quarter inch, it's going to cook at different rates. So right. so you want to learn how to cut shit, and that's where that's where a decent knife comes in. And, right. And if nothing else, you know, if you figure out a dish that you really like and your kids like. Yeah. Um, teach them how to do it. I mean, one of our favorite dishes is um, short ribs bolognese, and I've taught my daughter how to do it, and I pretty much now just you know bring the short ribs home, and she goes <laughs> she goes to chopping up all the vegetables and gets it ready in the crock pot. In the Shannon's morning. turned into a very good cook because of her mother. That's no lie. Well, and, just... and don't forget, some of this stuff. I'm talking about the single people again. You're like, why am I going to fix this big meal? It's nobody here but me. Then I got to clean up all the freaking dishes, dishes and all that. But I mean, you can get sometimes two or three meals out of one out of one dish. I mean, leftovers. Sometimes stuff is better left over. Believe it or not. Dude, the lasagna, chili, beans. What is up with that? Several. I don't. The flavors come together as it as it 
She yeah. said it's longer. I don't. Jessica wouldn't spend any time in the kitchen, so she moved a thousand miles away, and now she she was begging for Donna's chicken and dumplings recipe. Made it the other day. Of course, Donna cooks for a goddamn army, not three people. Right. So she had a bunch of it left over. She took it to work and fed all of her girls at work. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's great. Just, just, I tell you, when the coronavirus hit out here, if you didn't know how to cook, your ass learned fast. Because there was <laughs> nowhere out right. here to go. It, well, and a good thing, too, because I didn't, I, I'm not eating tainted beef. Yeah. But just, just like the drinks we talk about, we always talk about start with a good booze or start with a good foundation. Same thing with food. If you start with decent ingredients, you're going to make decent food. Yeah. If you start with garbage, you, you're going to end up with garbage. Well, there's so many different tools you can use now. Uh, we've got an air fryer. We've got a pressure cooker. Um, all these things are very simple to use. I mean, there's a little digital display there. You can set your time, hit on, hit off. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of the crock pot. I, I think that's probably the greatest invention ever invented was I'm, the crock pot. You just I'm, put I'm it in go. there I'm, and hit the button. I mean, plug it in and come back eight hours and eat it. And it's awesome. The second greatest invention after the crock pot is the crock pot liner. Oh, oh yeah, yes. yes. <laughs> Yes. incredible. Mercy, yes. You just throw the plastic. I don't know how. It, I don't know what it's doing to our bodies with cancer and all that. But you throw the plastic bag in there, throw every clean up is a fucking dude, breeze. I dude. remember standing in that kitchen because I'm cleanup detail. The That's my job. Is a godsend. Yeah, you're in there with a Brillo pad and a blowtorch trying to get that shit off of there. Especially yes. when you do like a cheese dip or that sauce. You know that. Oh, yeah. Right, yes. yes. This yes. used like to be concrete. the headquarters for Reynolds Metals, and thank you so much for the crockpot liner. Yeah. God bless. But yes, the crock pot, you throw that shit on in the morning Look, and you come home and you got food. Come on. Single dudes out there, go buy a pack of chicken legs and a bottle of barbecue sauce. Dump it in there, plug the thing in, and that's it. You're cooking. And it's great when it's done. And there are, there's so much shit out there now for the good. You get in the little package aisle, there's so many seasoning packets for a crock pot. Yes. A, a pork loin. Rip the packet off, throw it in there, half a cup of water, turn it on, walk away. It's a great sauce, and it's, it's that easy. It's awesome. Yeah, and I mean, we're not saying every meal has to be, you know, some production. I mean, hamburgers, hot dogs, don't you just fine. I mean, shit, back in my day when the cupboard was bare, mom would fix breakfast food for dinner. Dude, which breakfast was great. for dinner is a fucking staple. Dude. <laughs> that should be a staple in every household. And to, if you've never tried it, you need to try it, because it'll be a hit. Who, who who can't deal without sausage, eggs, toast, pancakes, bacon for fucking dinner? Come on, How can you not deal you can't with that? beat it. You can't. You know, the bottom line is, how much effort are you willing to put into the cooking? Here's I mean, my, here's my take question. Take a little pride in it. Here's my question for you. What's your favorite dish I ever prepared? Um, That's hard. That's hard to answer. There's a lot of good ones. The chicken parm is up there. That's okay. a good one. That was one of the first ones I think I learned to do. You're, I've, you're, I've improved uh, on that one. Anyway, <coughs> would you would you ever learn want to learn how to make it for yourself? No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would. See, I'm trying to encourage people now, so of course I would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Yeah. That's Filet right. mignon, you got that down. Your steak's better than any 
hey, I grew, I grew up in a cattle farm. Here. I can't help it. Dude, I'm telling you, you you can make better food than you can get. Uh, again, less the Wolfgang Puck restaurants and the five stars and all right, that. Right, right. Anything over here, out three miles down the road, you, you can make better food. It all comes on a truck. You can make better. In a bag. Most of it's in a fucking and they steam oven. Dump, yeah. They just rip the bag open. The meal's already there. They right. just heat it up and put it on the plate. If you're talking about, I don't want to name any restaurants. But I will. Applebee's, Sedona Tap Ruby House, Tuesdays, all Outback, <laughs> with the exception of the Five Guys. Oh, okay. Five Guys to me is the shit. Okay, I I'll can, go with I that. Can almost make that burger at home, but not quite. Right, right. Less I don't know the the cool. cooking shows. I'm. I'm not going to lead into that to try to help you. I'm not saying don't watch them. They're they're good to watch. You can pick up something, but that could be a whole other podcast, dude, because all those dudes are fucking five-star classic chefs, with with the exception of a couple of them that are just Bobby Flay housewives that picked up, you know, whatever, but Bobby Flay is supposed to be some award-winning chef. I don't know if you brought him up just to tick me off, but I think that's so, dude, man. You know, he's, he's a I'll big tell horse you what, guy, man. Too. I know he owns some more. He he just won a race a couple weeks ago. He won, but I, this guy—he's always mixing up some kind of paste. It's like pineapples and cranberries or some shit, and he's piling them on top of some pork chops right, or some I, meat I, or something. I'm like, what is he doing? He looks like he ruins everything he does. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't deal with that. I don't need your apple chili lime chutney <laughs> on top of my fucker. He's not as aggravating. I didn't want to morph into this, but he's not as aggravating as the other guy. Who's the spiky hair 60-year-old? Oh, yeah, guy? the angry guy. Forgetty. Uh, Forgetty. Um, guy Forgetty. Guy Forgetty. Oh, yeah. Diners, di- Diners Dude, Drive. He's everywhere. Guys. He's got yeah. like seven fucking shows on the cooking channel. Yeah. And he, I've never seen his cooking show. His, I never he seen doesn't. Him. He doesn't I mean, cook. His claim to fame is some knuckle sandwich he made in uh, some restaurant in California 30 years ago. Get rid of the hairdo, dude. You're kind of like flock of seagulls up here. Once you hit 55, get rid of the orange. I like the diners driving and dive. I I've did, watched, too. I've watched it. When I he mean, was 20 years old, it was great. He's still going. I don't know. We'll have to do it. We'll have to do a fucking food channel podcast, dude. We could, we could. I mean, I like Trisha Yearwood the best because of all the cooking shows, that girl, other than she's married to Garth Brooks, I don't know why anybody would do that, but it's like she doesn't use any measuring tools at all. There's no little teaspoons or measuring cups or nothing. She uh, just uh, grabs it. You, you just sent a whole vendetta over the fact I used. Every freaking no, one no, we no, have in the no, house. That's, I mean, she's a dash and a pinch. That's and what a I dash opened with. Yeah, that's what I opened right. with. Cooking, you can do that. Right. If you don't like a teaspoon of paprika, put a goddamn half a teaspoon in it. Right. Or if it's right. not enough, if it's not enough cayenne, put another half. A te- that's what right. cooking does. Right. Baking, you can't do that. No, that's it's why a I don't bake. It's a whole science. <laughs> you leave out that fucking. If you, I don't have a half teaspoon, so I do a quarter teaspoon of salt. Yep, fuck that. Your right. shit's screwed, dude. All right, look, just just make cooking fun, you know. And what makes life and cooking fun is, of course, alcohol. So get yourself a glass of wine, sangria, whatever it is. Cut some music on. Cut the freaking TV off, and just go in the kitchen and experiment. See what you can do. Start, You'll be surprised. Start with Steve's award-winning fried bologna sandwich. Do it. And you can't <laughs> you go need wrong. need help, 
Call me up. Uh, I'll walk you through hit it. Hit us on the Insta face or whatever <laughs> right. the fuck that is. All right, we're going to roll right into Hot Old Chick of the Week. And let's see who we got this week. It is Belinda Joe Carlisle. Belinda. I love Belinda, dude. 63 years old from L.A., California. She was born and raised in Cali, I believe. Mm-hmm. The girl had a rough childhood, but she made it. I guess she was the lead singer of the Go-Go's, right? Yes. yes one of the most successful female, female bands of all time. Yes, they that, are. That is a fact. They were the only female band of all time that wrote their own songs, played their own instrument, and had a number one album. Wow. I saw them. I saw them down the road in Williamsburg. They opened up for the police. But they're not the band of the week. They're the chick of the week. Mm -hmm. And as far as Belinda goes, I didn't know she was a cokehead for like 30 years. Yeah, big problem. Oh, yes. Those girls girls on 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 the scene... They they would party the other dudes Ooh. underneath the table. I think there's a book. Somebody wrote yes, a book. Yes, she wrote the book uh, Lips Unsealed. Yeah. Her autobiography. I heard that... there were some dirty girls out there. Oh, yeah. They said they were. They, I will tell they you what, came from the L.A. punk scene. When I was a kid, dude, I had the biggest freaking crush on Belinda Carlisle. Hey, I, don't, I can see. But I didn't know she was a cokehead at the time. <laughs> she, you know, but she, she got off it. She got sober. She right? had a successful solo career, right? Yeah, she, she had a... Heaven is a Place on Earth and right. Mad About You. There was two of her hits. She's got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. She's uh, married to... She George... also has a star on the Cocaine User Walk of Fame. <laughs> She's also Where's married this? to Morgan Mason, uh, son of James Mason, a film producer. She credits Buddhism for her uh, sobriety. Good. Yeah, she whatever and... you can do. That's she right. and Morgan live in Thailand now. Wow. I credit alcohol to my sobriety. <laughs> Eventually, eventually, I guess. How's that work? I was a Go Go's fan. I'm going to tell you right now. Belinda, very attractive lady. Belinda, love and kisses to you. Get it. And Ooh. one, one caught us all, I will say, on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame show. They did, they did a kick ass show. Uh, Gina Shock and Kathy Valentine, Valentine, you know, they were a little slow on. The whole band the was there. Yes, the whole band was there. The, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes, just the Go Go's okay. were on. Were all there? They all played. They didn't. Oh. You know, the Good beat song them. was a little slow. A little slow on the beat song, but other than that, I think they did an excellent job. We got the beat. We got. We got the, we beat. Got the beat. All right. Well, today we got the Hemingway Daiquiri. Booze of the week. Supposedly, Ernest Hemingway. Had terrible taste when it came to cocktails. I don't know. They, they said his favorite drink seemed to be a blueprint to consume the largest amount of alcohol in the least amount of time. How can you not be a fan? <laughs> How can you not be a fan Hashtag of that? Thing? Goals. And with this drink, he wanted no sugar and double the alcohol. That's what he liked. To, that's why they call it the Hemingway. Dude, a sugarless daiquiri? How bad can that be? Yeah, well, we're going to find out. Is that what you got? It's what we got. Oh, we've got Hemingway daiquiris and, on site. We're going to do but, a little um, tasting here. Confession, I did put the simple syrup in it because there's no God, way. God bless you. All right, here is your recipe. Write it down. Two ounces of rum, a half ounce of maraschino liqueur, three quarters of an ounce of lime juice, and a half ounce of of grapefruit juice. And I did And wifey added simple syrup. Half an ounce. 
All right, Dan, take a swig Dude, and tell I, me if you can I'm in for the lime. It. You know me. I'm it's in for the lime. It's got a lime in it. I can see I'm it. in for it. I don't know about the maraschino, though. Never a fan. All right. There's a lot going on there. It, there is a lot going on there. I'm going to say it tastes like a limeade. <laughs> You know, I thought I would be turned off by the maraschino because I hate Bill's maraschino barbecue. <laughs> I thought I'd be turned off by the maraschino, but if it's in there, it's good. It's hidden. Mm -hmm. I can I can smell that grapefruit on the yeah on the nose. It, it I'm not a big grapefruit fan. It's way Me too either. sour. This is this is not bad. Yeah, put your ingredients in a shaker. This is a shaker one. Shaker's full of ice. Put your ingredients in there. Shake it up. There it is, the Hemingway daiquiri. All right, last time I got chastised for killing this thing before any more before I, before I get rid of it. <laughs> Just knock it out. You're almost done. That's All right, it's not bad. I could do. Good that. job, Cat. Thank You're you. You're welcome. All right, today's band of the week is the Texas Tornadoes, the Spanish American Supergroup. I didn't know about these guys. I heard them on the. Uh, on the Sirius Radio Outlaw Channel or something like a year ago, I, yeah, I, was, I was yeah. like, "Who the? I didn't know these dudes." They even definitely existed. have that Tejano vibe. I like it. I like it. So, who we got? Freddie Fender, Freddie freaking Fender man. Flaco Jimenez. I mean, Jimenez. Flaco Jimenez. These guys played with the big cats, dude. These dudes have played with uh, Dwight Yoakam, the Jimenez, Stones. Yes, Jimenez played with the Stones. Almond Brothers. They've been around the yes, block, Augie man. Myers played they the look villain. like they've been around yeah, the you block. You can tell, too. Yeah. Uh, They're for, they formed in 1989 from Parts Unknown. Sort of like some wrestlers on there. Parts Unknown. <laughs> Doug Som, he, he passed away in 99, but his kid has taken over. Oh, really? And he, he stepped in, and now, now his kid's with the band. Just listening to him, it, it, it seems like if you went to a party... And the Texas Tornadoes were set up over in the corner. It would just be a jam, man. Those guys, their Dude, songs I are love so cool. The accordion, Zydeco kind of yep. Tex-Mex thing is jamming. Jimenez is dude's a freaking legend, dude. Yeah, Freddie Fender. I mean, let's see. Before the next teardrop falls, that's a classic. I always like uh, "Wasted Days and Wasted Nights." I can relate to that song. I, I really like that song. But these guys. That goddamn drink is good. <laughs> you heard that song they got, uh, She Never Spoke Spanish to Me. Did you ever listen to that one? That shit's a trip, man. A little bit is better than nada. And they'll mix in Spanish words. Yes. And it's back Spanglish. and forth. It's a good song. Like dude. I said, I, when these I, guys are fantastic. Yeah. Today we bumpered in with Who Were You Thinking Of When We Were Making Love Last Night. And there you go. That's a perfect example of how these, how these cats roll. I'm all in on these dudes. Amen, brother. Check them out wherever you get your music. We want to thank everybody for listening. We want to thank God for making the summer go away. And we will see y'all down the road. See ya. <laughs>